Have you ever wondered why anyone drinks Malort? Or if there are actually lobsters in the Chicago River? Then listen to the Curious City podcast, where we answer all your questions about Chicago and the region. WBEZ's Curious City is part of the NPR network and available wherever you find your podcasts. Almost 100,000 students. That's how much enrollment at Chicago public schools has dropped over the past two decades. But one study finds that decline may be a nationwide trend. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and today on The Reset Podcast, why education advocates are concerned over the drop in enrollment in CPS and how it could impact the quality of education, teachers, and programs available to students. What's going on? Where did all the students go? Joining us now with some ideas is Hal Woods, lead analyst of that study and chief of policy for the education advocacy group Kids First Chicago. Hi, Hal. Welcome to Reset. Hi, Sasha. Thanks for having me. So give us some additional context here, Hal. Why is declining enrollment in CPS a big concern? Well, it's a concern uh, because we have seen a precipitous decline over the last 20 years. We've seen about 100,000 students, as you noted, and that has an impact. Uh, CPS receives funding from the state of Illinois that's based on student enrollment, and individual schools within CPS are funded based on the number of students that they have. So with declining enrollment, that'll mean uh, an erosion in the quality of the education experience for students. So it might mean less uh, opportunities for courses, electives, extracurricular activities, For teachers, it might mean uh, that they might have to teach multiple grades and multiple subjects. And for principals, it means less discretionary resources to hire librarians, caseworkers, social workers, et cetera. What about charter schools or parochial schools in in the Chicago area? What did you find about enrollment there over the past 20 years? So our analysis, um, when we talk about CPS, we are actually talking about both district-managed schools and charter schools. So charter schools are authorized by Chicago Public Schools. So they are included um, in the analysis. For parochial schools, we saw a similar decline. You know, what is driving CPS's population decline or or their enrollment decline ultimately is a decline in school-age population. So parochial schools, private schools saw a similar decline, although we have seen a recent uptick in enrollment really since the pandemic uh, for parochial and private schools. The drop in enrollment at CPS, that's that's pretty staggering how, you know, we're talking about 100,000 students lost in 20 years. I'm trying to get my mind wrapped around that number right now. Yeah, I mean, when you go back to 1916, so really what was the catalyst for this analysis was trying to look at a longitudinal or a longer term time period to understand what is really driving the decline at CPS, right? Is this a a situation where families are choosing other options besides CPS, or is this um, really a decline in the number of available students? And it really is the latter. We go back to 1960 and identified there was 798 thousand school-aged children available in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Now there's less than 400,000. Um, so you've seen just this, this significant decline, um, really even across all demographic groups, of just the available number of school-aged children in the city. How did CPS numbers compare to the enrollment trends in public schools across the country? So what we looked at uh, was from 2010 to 2020, we actually saw there was about a 1 million an overall student decline um, across the country. And so that was just, I should say, just any school type, just school age population decline of about a million students. Okay. What we saw over that same time period was a higher proportion, about 3% 
of, of those available school-age children were actually attending public schools. So what we've seen in CPS is consistent with what we've seen at the national level in the sense that, yes, you have a shrinking school-age population, but ultimately you have a flat or even increasing proportion of those students deciding to go to public school. Mm-hmm. What we found in Chicago, at least, is that it, the, the market share, or I should say the proportion of students that are available in the city of Chicago that choose to go to CPS is about 80%, and that has been constant for the most part for the last 20 years. Let's dig further into this report. You identify three major points that have led to the fall off in enrollment at CPS. I want to start with the declining birth rate. What's going on there? So what we see at the national level, um, even in 2020, we had uh, 3.7 million births. It was the lowest number of births uh, in the country since 1979. In Chicago, um, just as little as, as 10 years ago, a little over 10 years ago, there was 44,000 births in the city of Chicago. Now there's 33,000 on an annual basis. So that's 11,000 fewer children being born. And you can just imagine year over year uh, what that means in terms of a continued decline of enrollment in both public schools, but also non-public schools as well. Mm. You specifically highlight birth rates in the Latinx community. Why is that? Uh, what we have seen is, and really what um, we've seen a decline in, in the Black population in Chicago really since 1980. But what was kind of covered up, uh, or what I should say, allowed CPS enrollment to continue to increase even to the early 2000s was the significant growth in the city's Latinx population. However, since the early 2000s, uh, we look at a, at a kind of a combination of factors, including declining birth rates uh, amongst Latinas, also a, uh, an immigration policy uh, at the federal level, which has not been promoting uh, diversity and has not been uh, more inclusive about uh, bringing immigrants into this country. So declining in, uh, immigration from Latin America, but particularly from Mexico as well, mm-hmm. um, and as well as gentrification uh, in Chicago as well, pushing vulnerable residents out of their communities and potentially displacing them outside of the city uh, as well. On that point, that uh, declining Mexican migration to uh, the Chicago area, why are fewer people migrating here? It's a confluence of factors. So I would say, uh, first and foremost, um, we know that the Mexican population is particularly important in Chicago. Three quarters of the Latinx population in Chicago is Mexican or Mexican-American descent. Um, We know that since from 2010 to 2020, uh, we've got about a 15% decline in Mexican immigration coming to the Chicagoland area. So that has been a decline. Some of the reasons behind that, um, we identify uh, that U.S. immigration policy being one. Uh, We also identify that the situation in Mexico has changed. Uh, Some of the economic conditions in the 80s and 90s, the crises that that, uh, catalyzed folks to come to uh, America and to Chicago specifically, they don't exist. The Mexican economy is more stable. And also even within Mexico, families are having fewer children. So there's less of an economic incentive for them to immigrate to America as well. Mm -hmm. Well, as you talk about the declining birth rates and, and fewer people migrating here, you're not saying the answer, though, to the issue is is for people to have more babies, are you? No, I think um, I think some of the trends that we're seeing in declining birth rates are are, are positive trends. Uh, we're seeing Latinas that are spending more time in school, and that's leading to having fewer children uh, often later in life. But I do think that you know examining some of the root causes of why folks are having fewer children. Um, if we you know one of the surveys that we relied on indicated that childcare cost uh, was was a significant factor in, in, uh, in particularly Latinas having fewer children. Mm-hmm. So trying to think through what are some of the ways that we can alleviate the burden of the cost on families so they can feel more confident having uh, children as well. Hal, picking up on that last factor you uh, mentioned a moment ago, and that's the out-migration of Black families from the Chicago area. Why does this have an impact on the enrollment numbers at school? 
Well, um, Black families in, in the city of Chicago, in addition to Latinx families, um, about four-fifths of them send their, their kids to Chicago. So if you have a Black family that leaves Chicago, there was a very high probability they were going to send their, their students to, uh, to Chicago public schools. What we have seen, and there's been a lot of reporting, WBZ uh, and other uh, organizations and a ton of reporting on this, we have seen a, over a quarter of a million Black Chicagoans have left the city of Chicago over the last 20 years. Wow. And so this out-migration, you know, gentrification, how did you compile the data to find all this? It was a lot of census data. Uh, we have a wonderful research institutions here in Chicago. UIC um, did a terrific report on blackout migration a couple of years ago that we relied on and updated uh, with some new data um, as well. And also Pew uh, does a terrific job in terms of analyzing particularly the Latinx changes that are happening across the country and then being able to look at that data specifically for Chicago and the Cook County region uh, as well. One thing that you did not include, Hal, was the influence of CPS policies and practices on this um, declining enrollment. Things like lack of school nurses, counselors, or even remote learning. Why didn't you include these elements as part of the report? You know, part of the work that we're doing with our parents is to identify um, what we see through, you know, publicly available administrative data uh, is consistent with their own experiences um, living in Chicago as residents, both in terms of access to essential services, you know, affordable housing, transportation services, uh, health service, but also the, the quality of public schools. And so we do note uh, in the report that part of the reason, particularly for Black Chicagoans leaving the city, we, we do talk about the school closures of 2013. Uh, we do talk about potentially a lack of quality options. But I think, you know, to your point, we will get a little bit deeper in terms of some of the, the rationale, the, really the, the human experience beyond what we can see through the, through the data, mm-hmm. um, through those uh, intimate conversations with parents coming up in, in the weeks and months ahead. So did that recent standoff between CPS and the CTU factor in to the report? We, we don't have any uh, readily available data about any enrollment shifts that might have been caused by what happened in January. Uh, mm-hmm. We did, you know, going back to what we observed from the 2019 to 2020 school year, we did see uh, a higher increase in enrollment in non-public schools, um, uh, particularly last school year, higher than what we traditionally see. But again, that is a fraction compared to the number of students that left CPS because they left Chicago. Um, yeah. So the, that is really what's driving uh, CPS's enrollment decline. Well, as you mentioned, Hal, you've got this second solution-oriented part of the study that's planned. Can you tell us anything more about that and maybe a, a tentative timeline? Yes. Um, so we're looking forward to engaging parents um, as soon as later this month on this topic, and we're going to be reaching out. We've got 1,100 parents in our network that we're reaching out to invite them, but also partnering with some community organizations uh, to help recruit parents from their uh, neighborhoods as well. We have a series of workshops that we'll be planning with those parents, and we'll probably do a combination of both citywide, but also looking at some specific communities where we see disproportionate impact. You know, one of the things we note in the report is that we've seen enrollment decline in the Pilsen Little Village communities of 22% enrollment decline in the last five years alone, wow. which is just a substantial number and really is a evidence of that confluence of factors that's driving the Latinx population uh, decline in, in Chicago public schools. Looking to hopefully release the report later this spring or early this summer, That'll be really recommendations that'll be identifying, uh, you know, what are what can the public sector be doing differently? What can the private sector be doing differently? How can the civic community be supporting efforts ultimately to ensure that the families that are here stay here, but also that we can change the conditions and, and attract new families to Chicago as well. That's it for today's Reset Podcast. For the latest at CPS and other news in Chicago and Illinois, subscribe to this podcast. We drop a new episode on your feed every weekday afternoon. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for listening and have a great day. You can hear us back here tomorrow.
Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience, I'll tell you that. (laughs) I discovered authors I had never heard of, and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts.